Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode on the Confidence is Key podcast. Today is a different type of day for teachers. This is our first day back into term two, still on the distance learning train. Um, The information that we have been given is that for the next week and a bit, we are going to still be doing distance learning and then there'll be a staggered um, approach back to school. What that looks like at the moment, my school, we have no idea. Um, But for everyone else who is not a teacher, we are moving into May. Today is not May, it's actually the 30th of April, but we will be moving into May tomorrow and we will be um, moving into some colder weather. It's still, look, the, the cloud of COVID is still hanging upon us. Um, little bit by little bit, we are being able to have different restrictions lifted and feeling more like our usual selves. But This whole situation has inspired me to begin a mini series and I'm going to call them lessons because I feel like it's quite fitting for a teacher (laughs) to call them that. So today's lesson, lesson number one, is titled The Simple Things. And the inspiration for this episode has come from the current climate of what's going on and what's happening and what it has forced us to do and realize and understand. So lesson number one today is going to be all about being content with the simple things in life. The simple things that when you pull everything back, the materialistic, the expectations, the just the crap holer that piles up where you think that that's the most important thing in the world because you're so busy and you don't have time to think of anything else anyway. This has really made us get rid of all that and look at the bare bone of of life, the bare bone of life. So we're going to get a little bit, um, a little bit deep today in terms of what COVID has taught us. So The first thing that comes to my mind when I think about what COVID has taught us is the importance of saving our money. Now, what has happened during this time for some people is just awful. Um, The government obviously is trying to help as best as they can, which is fantastic, but it's really hard to think about how other people are feeling during this time, I can only imagine. Um, I feel very blessed to uh, be a teacher and have um, everything still functioning as normal. But I know that that's not the case for some people. And my heart does go out to them. It really, truly, truly does. Um, And it sort of has made me realize that in this materialistic world, and I am the biggest culprit of it, I like to say that I don't value materialistic things but I don't think anyone can say that they truly just don't care about them I feel like everybody either judges and they do they judge and they value the importance of the materialistic things in life you know you look at people's car and think wow I'd love to have that or you look at you know the house that someone just bought or the 
I don't know, the toaster or the kettle that someone just bought and you think, oh, that's so pretty or that's so nice. People do look towards those materialistic things. But what COVID has done is it's shown us the importance of actually putting it away and saving it for a rainy day. My husband and I, I feel like we're quite good at saving, but it's very easy to, (laughs) it's very easy for me to go online and do your online shopping and, you know, spend a couple of hundred here and a couple of hundred there and, 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 you know, not worry about it. But I think it's really, really important to understand life's necessities and the actual essential things. And I really think that people's minds are going to change in terms of if they can financially to save their money, put it aside so that when things like this happen, we're not on that struggle as much. Obviously, situations cannot be helped and everybody is in a different financial situation. Um, But I just think that this is maybe for some people been a a little bit of almost like a wake up call. It has been for me anyway. Rosie, do you really need those things in your little online shopping cart? Mm, Probably not. Um, So the importance of saving is definitely, it's a skill to have to be able to save money. But I think people are going to try really hard to perfect that skill just in case things like this ever happen again. Another thing that COVID has taught me is how valuable communication skills are. And being a drama teacher, I obviously already knew how valuable communication skills are. Um, Teaching kids who are three years old all the way up to 18, um, I notice the kids who are quite confident, even the adults, the adults who are quite confident in life, they're the ones who have the really good communication skills. They know how to connect with other people. They know how to build relationships with other people. doesn't always mean talking and being super verbal. It can just be communication via body language or gestures. Um, At the moment, we can talk to people via, um, you know, over the phone or FaceTime, or I think you can have one guest over at the the moment. It's really important to remain connected and to show people that you care. Um, Communication could be even just like leaving um, a baked cake at the front of someone's house and sending them a text saying, you know, check your front door, things like that. This whole thing has helped us or or I guess made us realize that communication, showing that we care, being there for people in, you know, a variety of different forms is one of the things that connect us as a community and is, if not one of the most valuable things, the most valuable skills that a person can have um, in their lifetime. For the next one, I feel like we need that special music um, because it's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, the simple treasure of having Wi-Fi. We are so lucky to be in a country that Wi-Fi is so easily available. You know, it is so easy to get a package that includes your Wi-Fi, unlimited Wi-Fi. And you can be entertained for hours on your laptop, on your iPad, on the TV with Netflix or any other streaming service. This is how we've been connecting with people. This is how for my 25th birthday, I spoke to and celebrated with my friends over the internet, over a Zoom chat. These little important little moments of Wi-Fi has kept a whole world going. We online shop 
to keep small businesses going. We, you know, um, connect with friends and relatives and the vulnerable over FaceTime, over different types of, you know, face-to-face video communication and conferencing. Um, businesses have been able to function because they can do their streaming, they can do their video meetings, their webinars. The simple treasure of Wi-Fi. I don't think anybody is ever going to take Wi-Fi for granted ever again. It's like when you go to, it remind me of when my husband and I, we took a trip to, um, it was a cruise. <laughs> Will we go on a cruise again? I don't know. A bit of a controversial topic that one is. Um, <laughs> but off topic, we took a, a cruise to, I think it was Vanuatu or one of those more islandy places and the boat on the boat, the Wi-Fi was r- not good at all. It was always weak connection. Um, and then when we got onto the onto land, we thought, okay, we're going to go to a cafe and find some Wi-Fi. And still, then you couldn't connect. And at that moment, you just thought, oh my goodness, it's not like being at home. We're so lucky being at home. We can just connect straight away. It's something like that. We've all had a moment of, oh thank God, we've got the Wi-Fi and we can still sort of normalize our life as best as we can by connecting with people just over a screen. So definitely never ever take for granted the simple treasure of Wi-Fi. All right, number four for me, then the fourth thing that has taught me about the simple treasure, and I feel like I would have many people in my life probably slapping me in the face because they've tried to tell me this for years. And I don't think I took it as seriously as I have in the last at least six weeks. And that is how good exercise is for your stress and mental health. Being confident for me is being able to manage my stress and anxiety and my mental health. Now, I was a healthy, I have been a healthy person my whole life. I have exercised, but the amount of exercise and the I guess the switch in my brain to actually make exercise a priority has never been so high on my priority list um, than the last six weeks. I have been working out at home more in the last six weeks than I ever have, I think, in my entire life. And I've really enjoyed it. And not only have I enjoyed it, but I have definitely seen a massive, and I'm talking like it almost hasn't come up, um, change in my anxiety. I did have a little moment, maybe a week or so ago where this little voice came into my head and a part of me switched it down a lot faster or turned it down a lot faster than I would have. I think because of my exercise habits, I've picked up yoga, loving yoga, loving stretching my body at the moment. I have been doing different home workouts for beginners and learning how to really have that fire in my legs and my core and my arms. I've actually picked up running. If, if honestly, if, if you knew me, I don't run. I don't like, I, I didn't like running up until this point. And now I've been doing this interval walk run um, around the oval in my local area. And I have truly enjoyed it. And I actually feel so much better. And like I said, my husband's a physio. So when he, when he heard me talk about how much I was enjoying my exercising each week, he was like, Rosie, I've been telling you this for years. And he has, but I just, 
it's like, I don't know, it's like something has switched in my mind. And even when we go back to regular full-time work, you know, the, the nine to five, I'm still going to, and I've said this as a goal in my head, no matter what phase of life I'm in, whether it's, you know, now, whether it's, you know, pregnancy, mom, grandma, whatever my phase of life is going to be um, in the next years to come, um, I'm going to make sure that exercise is embedded into my daily routine even if it means sacrificing that, you know, dinner's a little bit later than usual or I wake up a little bit earlier. I want to make it the priority because it just, it's working wonders for me. So if you're someone who, you know, you go for walks and you do little things every now and then, try and just up it just a little bit because I truly guarantee you, you will feel like truly the best version of yourself. It's, yeah, loving it. Just exercise all the way, but take it easy because I think I overdid it in my first week and I ended up like hurting myself and needed to be treated. Um, you know, my muscles needed to be treated. So definitely just ease into it, but make it a priority. COVID has also taught us about the fundamental skill of cooking. Yes, we are supporting our local businesses by, you know, getting delivery, food delivery, Uber Eats, menu log, all of that stuff. But how many times in a week can you truly do that? You can't do that seven days a week. So I think every time I talk to someone and I say, you know, what have you been doing? The cooking and the baking comes up all the time. And I love that. For me, cooking is so therapeutic. I've talked about this before, but I really enjoy cooking. I think it's my Italian heritage. Even on my birthday a couple of weeks ago, um, my husband was like, I'll make dinner. And I was like, you know what? Can I actually do it? Because I really enjoy it. I think I enjoy it more because it's like my, my, another part of my me time. I light a candle or I put my diffuser on. I put a podcast on of one of the girls that I love hearing about, um, which could be a few. I love, there's so many podcasts that I love. Um, And I just zone out for half an hour to 45 minutes while cooking. It's just a really nice, calming time. I truly enjoy it more when it's been a busy day and it's like that, oh, let's make dinner. Let's just, you know, have a glass of wine have a nice, beautiful candle going. Let's listen to a podcast to just, you know, transport my mind to another place. If you're not somebody, if you are somebody who doesn't like cooking or doesn't really know how to cook, I would definitely recommend using this time while a lot of people are working from home to Google some recipes, easy easy 30-minute recipes to start off with and give it a go because you might find that it's a new hobby that you really truly enjoy. Now, this one is one that has taken me a long time to actually understand. But something else that COVID has taught me is that slowing down is not a weakness. It's a necessity. You'll notice in my next few points that um, they all sort of link together. But This slowing down notion has probably been the best thing to happen to a lot of people. You notice that everything becomes just too much when you're piling your plate full of work, social interaction, downtime, um, you know, all these things. When you pile all these things up, the slowing down aspect gets pushed to the side, pushed to the side, and you push your body 
that's how we get sick. This is how we, um, you know, burn out. I always thought that slowing down did mean a bit of a nothingness, but now I realize that it actually is more of a, a saving grace. I have loved slowing down and I was a little bit afraid to admit that at first because I thought, oh, maybe people think that, um, you know, I want to be lazy. But if anything, I have been listening to myself and my body more in these last six weeks than I ever have. And I feel really good. And a little part of me is a little bit, I'm going to say nervous to go back to that full-time busy lifestyle because I think I've just enjoyed this downtime so much that I'm going to remember its importance and try and embed it somehow into the normality of of life when everything does go back to the way it was. Um, But yeah, I, I definitely want to stress that it's okay to stop and it is okay to just have not much going on. That is a part of life that I think everybody needs to retrain themselves that it's not something that you should judge yourself upon. You should not look down at yourself and think, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. You should just be taking it slow and and listening and day by day and just figuring out what feels good for you and knowing that this is not forever. This is just a temporary thing. But for the time that it's temporary, try and enjoy it as best as you can. The next one I never thought that I would be talking about, but I really and truly enjoyed meditation. Meditation can be weird. Trust me, my mind goes to a million different places while I'm meditating. But it's actually a really nice feeling. Um, I've been doing yoga every second day just as a break from my little home workouts. And I like to end it with a little bit of a meditation, either in like a butterfly stretch or in a down, in a, um, not downward dog. I don't meditate in downward dog, in a, um, child's pose. And it's been really nice to just close my eyes and do some deep breathing. If you're someone who like me, I was not a meditate. I have not been a meditation person. Um, it's just not been something that I've been into or even really been able to do because I just think about too many things. My mind is like a roller coaster. It just goes up and down and all over the shop. Um, But with this slowing down, with this calming notion um, of not having too much going on, I feel like meditation has been a part of the day that I've actually looked forward to. Like I know after this podcast, after I finished um, recording it, I will go and do a yoga and I'm I am. I'm looking forward to it. So try and embed something like a calming meditation, even just some stretching into your um, daily routine. Now, my last one's going to be quite controversial, but I feel like it's something that I need to say. Number eight, which is the final little lesson in our mini series today, is that work has taken over. I've said it, it's out there. And I think for a lot of people, COVID has taught us that work has, in fact, been the thing in our lives that has been maybe the only priority. I've got here that work is a blessing and it truly is. To be employed is a blessing. It is something that, no, you should not take for granted because as we can see, it can be taken from you at any point in time. And um, I'm going to quote Abby Lee Miller 
and saying that everybody is replaceable, you know, and that's true. I think about my job and I think about all the graduates who could be in my position and those days where I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, you know, let's go home, um, that I shouldn't really be thinking like that because people would kill for my position. And I am true. I feel truly lucky to have the job that I have. I'm very, very, very blessed. But a teacher that has supervised me in the past has said to me, it's not what's going to be on your tombstone. At the end of the day, you can try your hardest at work. You can sacrifice a million and 50 million things to to be the best at your workplace. And that's wonderful. Be a leader, be an executive, you know, be a role model in that field. But it's not going to say that on the, the day that you die on your grave, it's not going to say was an amazing employee. It's going to say was a loving mother, was a loving wife, was a kind soul, was a beautiful person. It's not going to have worked three extra hours after, you know, business hours closed sort of thing. I'm not saying to sort of now not be the best person you can be at work. I'm not saying that. Hold yourself accountable. Be that leader in the workplace. But also put some other things next to that priority. Put your health up there. Put your well-being up there. Put exercising up there. Put your family up there and the relationships that you have with people who truly care about you. COVID has taught us that at the end of the day, when work, people can't go to work. You're working from home. People have learned that the relationships, the connections, they're the things that keep you going. They're the things that matter most. And that's a wrap on lesson one. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I know I rambled a little bit. And as a teacher, I think we all ramble in some way, on shape or form. Um, but I'm really going to enjoy doing these mini series for you. Um, I'm not too sure what lesson two is going to be just yet, but stick around for that. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. My name is Rosie and this is the Confidence is Key podcast. Bye for now.